everyone and welcome into this week's Dublin to Denver podcast with me, Colm Cronin, and I am joined by my colleague, Stuart Festive Roach. Stuart, how are you doing, sir? Oh, oh, oh Colm, uh, festive cheer as well and truly in Broncos country at the moment and uh, hopefully it'll continue now for the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, in good form, love this time of year and um, first time in, in, in almost a decade, the Broncos are involved in a real playoff hunt. Um, and the games that we play on Christmas Day, the next this this Saturday night for us, um, or early Sunday morning, and then the following Christmas Day, um, are are of huge significance because the Broncos are very, very, very much in the playoff hunt, and it is a wonderful surprise, and it's a great feeling, and you know, for once we had a fairly straightforward game at the weekend, um. I think we've touched on it before, Carl. I think it's okay to just sort of, you know, it's not like we're claiming to be able to see into the future where the luck is beginning to swing our way this year, which I think you need a little bit of. If you're not a, a complete team, which we aren't, we're getting the breaks at the right time. Um, we knocked Justin Herbert out legitimately, it has to be said. Um, and we got the benefit of that by his his um, inadequate replacement. Um, we've got five games left, Colin, four of which we will be placing uh, backup QBs or God knows what kind of QB is going to be playing for the Patriots. And it, is there even a backup starter QB at this stage? It seems to be kind of Bill flips a coin to the half now beforehand. Um, so yeah, great. Absolutely um, buzzing for the next couple of weeks, Colin. I think it's uh, it's been a long time coming. And, and you forget that this is what it used to be like all the time, you know, and you kind of, you could get used to this stuff again. So a long way to continue. But yeah, absolutely delighted. Yeah, it's... Um... It's great to, to have meaningful football in December because it has been a while and, um, you know, we will get, I suppose, yeah, the, in terms of the look, I, I would say, you know, Staley's going to be out of a job. Uh, Stuart, there were reports coming out of the States last night that this is Bill Belichick's final uh, season uh, in New England. Um, and obviously the Raiders are an, an interim uh, head coach. Uh, so really, certainly for the for December, I don't think we could have uh, asked for, for a whole lot. The, the, the Chargers game, I, I think, went pretty much as we had expected to. You can bully the Chargers. You can get after the Chargers. The, the, if you are more aggressive than the, the Chargers, I feel that, you know, probably nine times out of ten, you're going to, to win. I have seen a little bit in the aftermath, people kind of really questioning Justin Herbert. But I, to me, it goes so much deeper. These are issues that the Chargers have had for decades. Um, they've changed head coaches. They've changed GMs. They've had different wonderful QBs. Um, now, you know, maybe he is. Maybe he lacks the real killer instinct. We don't know. But I think when you're at an organization like the the Chargers, I think it is incredibly difficult. I think perhaps if Philip Rivers had gone to New York and had Eli Manning actually gone and stayed in uh, in San Diego, uh, I don't think Eli Manning would have those two Super Bowl rings uh, that that he did. Um, I would hope that, especially with uh, you know Herbert out, that it will make that New Year's Eve game one we we are definitely capable of winning. And obviously the Patriots and and the Raiders, I think those are. Um, very, very winnable. But the the big one is looming, Stuart. It's actually going to fall on my my birthday Irish time, given that it is the 17th, it'll be quarter past one in, in the morning. It's on the road um, to the Lions 
heading to Detroit. What is your feeling going into this one? My feeling column um, is, uh, is is certainly one of more optimism than it might have been, say, two or three weeks ago. Um, I think the Lions are a great story. You know, the Lions have been an afterthought for as long as you can remember. They, You know, they were blessed with a couple of elite players, but they never seemed to have them at the same time. Um, or if they did, there was other facets in the team that were just so far behind that they were never able to, to mount any kind of meaningful challenge. I think the closest that I can remember certainly was the year where I think Barry Sanders um, enabled them to get to the NFC Championship game when they were absolutely, as we say over here, mullered by the Dallas Cowboys on their way to yet another Super Bowl. Um, since then, they've had the likes of Calvin Johnson. They would have had the likes of Matthew Stafford. But you see somebody like Stafford had to leave before he was able to to finally win the Super Bowl. So they're a great story, Colin. And I think, you know, Dan Campbell in particular clearly has the team playing for him and playing well. But unfortunately for them, they have started to show some sign of uh, of wobbling. Um, and I think, you know, it's probably a good time to be playing them, Colin. Now, it is a tough place to go. And I do think that the, um, you know, the Lions at home are a different proposition to the Lions uh, away from home, as was proven clearly by, you know, losing to the, to the Bears. I mean, the Bears are a strange team. Called. We almost lost them, but this was when we were kind of going through still a rough patch. You'd have to say that, uh, you know, a, a team like Detroit, this is kind of new territory for them, Column in the sense, I think that I don't think even the most diehard fans could have hoped that they were going to have progressed as quickly as they have. I think they showed signs at the end of last season that they were coming together. Um, and I think they've been they've been a good watch. Their offense, Column is, is really exciting. And I think that's where we need to continue the um, output that we got from some some of the output we got from the offense, Column. I think, you know, even looking back at, on, on the scoreline, kind of, for once was justified. I think we were that comfortable winners over the Chargers. The offense was still only sort of okay, in my opinion, Colin. They didn't really, especially in the first half, they weren't really motoring. Um, we need to play our best football on Saturday night on your birthday, uh, which you'd like to say the team would, you know, for such a long-standing overseas fan as yourself, I think that they, surely your name will be mentioned in, in pre-game sort of speeches. Um, but I think all, all nonsense aside, I think we do need to play our best football um, because I don't think us scoring 20 points against the Lions in Detroit in that dome is going to get it done. Um, having said that, um, the Detroit defense is by far and away their weakest uh, unit on the team and they can be got off. Um, and I think, you know, like if you look at their offense column passing, their seventh rushing their fifth. They have a real commitment to running the football, which is something that we still do struggle with. Um, but I think by comparison then, Colin, if you look, you know, their defense is is way, way down. You know, so you've got 50, you've got seventh, but then when you come to it, you know, their their defense is kind of mid-pack. But I think that follows them. I think their defense has struggled in recent weeks. Um, so for me, Colin, I think this is, I think, you know, that was a game against the Chargers that, you know, if Justin Herbert had played, the full game they probably would have been a bit closer but in fairness Herbert hadn't really done much up until the point where he got knocked out of the game so I think we still would have won that I don't know if it was necessarily going to be as straightforward as it turned out to be um, but I, I, I think we have to be honest from the outset against a talented Lions team who are probably beginning to serve I, I think it's one of those ones Colin you've seen it at times when you know a team like say 
Leicester City in the Premier League a couple of years ago when they started to see the finishing line then suddenly they'd have a stumble against a team that had no no business losing to the, the Lions losing to the Bears of the day was probably the equivalent of that they had a couple of sort of close games recently as well Calm. so I think that Bears result had been coming um, and I think now I think we're in a better position to take advantage of any potential wobble that they may have um, I feel they're still going to win their division Calm. I think mainly due to the fact that Minnesota have lost their starting quarterback and they have enough in the tank. Um, but the Detroit need to be sort of concerned with um, seeding in the NFC column. For, for most of the season, it looked like they were going to probably get second or third. Now they're going to be looking over the shoulders a little bit. So they will be fired up for this. And obviously they'll be smarting from having lost a game against a division rival that they really have no business losing. So this is going to be tough, Colin. Um now, I think this will be, by some distance, the toughest game we have left in our schedule. And I think by winning against the Chargers, um, I think we do have a little bit of wriggle room. Uh, but it would be fantastic to win this game. Because I think if we win this game, Colin, then I think we are definitely going to make the playoffs. And um, I think if we lose this game, there's still a little bit of um, uncertainty just because the likes of the Bengals and the Browns keep winning, even though we kind of expected them to tail off a little bit. And I know... It has been mentioned. I might have even mentioned myself, but if the Cleveland Browns, under the stewardship of Joe Flacco, were to beat us to that last playoff spot, call, I, I'm not really sure. I can. I, I might need to take a break from the NFL for a while because I just think the irony of that would just be beyond belief. But I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah, tricky game, call, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be an exciting game. Yeah, I mean it. This is what you want, right? You what you want to, I suppose, be be testing yourself if you're going to be, you know, hope, hopefully getting into the the playoffs. And look, this is it's not a perfect Broncos team. It's a it's a flawed Broncos team. I would absolutely concur with you, Stuart, in terms of the offense. There were moments, right? There was obviously uh, Cortland coming up with another fantastic, uh, you know, uh, catch. It's a bit like, do you remember when uh, Tony Yaboa had that uh, American listener that might not be familiar? Tony Yaboa played for Leeds United in the Premier League. And one year, Tony Yaboa had his own goal of the season uh, competition where he scored a number of really fantastic goals. Cortland Sutton is having his own touchdown catch of the season competition uh, because every week he seems to come up with something more ridiculous than he had even uh, done previously. Um, and there was that, uh, you know, that fantastic um, move to for the uh, Troutman uh, TD. I, I thought that was really well done. But outside of that, we struggled a lot. Um, the run game w- was good, but Russ, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I still think there are big decisions to be made on Russell Wilson. Um, I, I think... We are seeing a wonderful job by Sean Payton to get the very best out of um, this version of Russell Wilson. But I think you, it is extremely limited. I think the window um, for error is extremely small. And um, when it goes wrong, uh, you know, it can it can leave you um, in in all sorts of bother. But. It, look, kudos to Sean Payton for the the job that that he is doing. But I think cold hard decisions will have to be made, and n- no path is easy. But I just think anyone who thinks that this is set in stone one way or or the other 
is is wrong in in that respect uh, because you only have to look at Russ's uh, QBR uh, kind of ratings and that's not everything but it does give a, a good indicator of, of where he's playing and he's gone from you know really good games against the Browns and against Buffalo and against the the Packers uh, to pretty poor games it has to be said uh, against the Texans and against a, a Chargers team that you know are, are just treading water they they know the that they're going to have a new head coach there um, and potentially a brand new regime in terms of this game I, I think what it will it is a big test for the Lions I think Stuart you saw I suppose last last year the Lions ended the season so well and they opened this season so well. And then they ran in to the Ravens towards the end of October. And the, the NFL is, is a fascinating league because so much of it is copycat. And what the Ravens were able to do was expose a number of issues that the Lions have. And I think that the Texans have actually run into this a little bit. We saw, and I think that the Broncos are probably kicking themselves that we didn't do it a little bit earlier because I think the Jags, um, you know, in um, the game, remember where the the Texans decided to kick uh, a really long field goal at, at the end. And I think that was because uh, ultimately the, the Jags, I think, had kind of figured out the way in which to get to CJ Stroud. And then we did that in the second half and we put him in all sorts of uh, problems. And then the Jets did that for the entirety of the game. Uh, the the other day, I hate seeing a player go into concussion protocol, but Stroud had had his worst game of the season prior to, to that. And I think that, you know, Sean Payton, we know is a guy, obviously uh, a brilliant offensive mind, a guy who watches film. A guy who knows Dan Campbell. I mean, these are two guys who work together. So I do think this will be fascinating. One of the issues for Jared Goff is his inability to deal with the blitz. And that is one thing Vance Joseph and, and this defense have done really, really well. How much of a concern, and at the time of us recording, we don't know the extent of Nick Benito's injury. Um, but... How much of a concern would it be for you, Stuart, if Benito can't go on on Sunday um, and, and we're missing him uh, in terms of our ability to get to, to Goffin to make life really difficult for the Lions? It's not ideal, Colin, because Nick Benito has had a really, really great second season campaign. I think every time I watch Benito play, Colin, I think um, it just reminds me that you need to be patient with, with players. Um you know, and I think occasionally you'll get a, an elite pass rushing talent that will come in. Your week one, year one, Von Miller is a prime example. Um, you know, and, and they look like they've been in the league for 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 a decade almost, and not good. Other players can take a little bit longer, and I think Nick Benito is one of those. I mean, I'm sure you know he was drafted relatively highly given the 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 capital we had to play with, and last year he looks completely lost. So, for example, Colin, somebody like Drew Sanders this year looks. Like he really hasn't got a clue what's going on on, a, on any given play, and his his pass rush win rate is is towards the bottom of the league. I think uh, I wouldn't give up on a player like Drew Sanders because of somebody like Nick Benito. And um, you look at how he's been able to progress. So I think you know different players probably they can they it, the penny drops them at different times. Uh, he would be a loss, but there are other players who 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 have been getting to the to the to the QB as well. Like Browning has had a good season. Jonathan Cooper's had a good season. 
but the one thing I think, Colm, which would, I think, really plays into our strengths, Vance Joseph is dialing up blitzers from, from different positions, different players. Like PJ Locke had the game sealer. That, that, that very fine play. PJ Locke got a strip sack. Uh, McMillan got a sack. Um, I think we had six, five or six sacks on the day, Colin, and they all came from five or six different players. Um, you know that that's that's outstanding play calling from Vance Joseph. Um, yeah, as you say, the Chargers were treading water, but I I, I do think, Colin, if you look back over the last few weeks, Vance Joseph has been getting different players to the quarterback. Josie Jewell, single. Uh, Colin, I do, I do think, look, Singleton had a problem against the Texans where he gave away a silly penalty and he missed a tackle at open field. Alex Singleton was phenomenal at the weekend against the Chargers. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. I think we got to give him huge kudos. Uh, Josie Jewell is playing well too. He got a sack. So, I, I, you know, you always want your leading pass rusher on the field, Colin. But I, I, I think the fact that we have so many players who have been getting to the quarterback recently fills me with, the, with with some hope that it won't be as devastating a loss as it might be because as you rightly pointed out Colin Goff has Goff is a wonderfully talented quarterback and it's a great story for him to have come back because he he really it, at one stage it looked like his NFL career was over Colin and fair play to the Lions and, and the coaching staff around them for, for rejuvenating him but the one thing they haven't fixed Colin is he's never been able to deal with the blitz you know Bill Belichick it ruthlessly exposed that in the Super Bowl I would expect Vance Joseph to be clever. I think he's he's his play calling has been immaculate over the last couple of weeks, Colin Barr maybe the first half against the Texans. Um and I would expect more of the same. I would expect Blitzers to be coming from lots of different positions. Unfortunately, Colin PJ Locke is listed as questionable at the moment as well, although there did seem to be um more hope that he would be uh fit to play at the weekend um than Benito. I think Benito's a fifty fifty by all accounts, but I think Locke is probably gonna make it. Um I really hope Locke makes a con um because he has been superb since he's come in. Um and you know we we've had quite a lot of injuries, um, you know, niggly injuries. We didn't we didn't want to lose another key contributor like Locke and Locke has really put his hand up and you know, Locke looks like he, he needs to be the, the, the starter from, from here on in alongside Justin Sims. So I think, sorry, Colin, a long-winded answer, but I, I think we'll be okay as long as Vance continues to have the the, um, the uh, Renaissance Coordinator of the Year run that he's currently on. Um, but yeah, we, we you should expect to see plenty of pressure uh, thrown at Goff. And I'd like to get, I, I'd like us to get after him early, you know, because, you know, when, when a team has had a disappointing loss, Colin, you want it. You want them to. What you don't want them to get is a get right drive early. You know, if the Lions get the ball, they get out the field, score a touchdown, and suddenly they'll that that Bears game will be completely exercised from their minds. And uh, what you want is to get them to struggle. You want them to go three and out. You want golf to be knocked on his on his ass a few times, and that will continue that that sense of oh god. You know, the finishing line column is a tricky one when you begin to see it. Uh, I, I guess with the Lions, and I'm not a Lions fan, obviously, but I'd imagine this was this was like you know almost Nirvana territory for most of the season. They've been nailed on to make the playoffs as long as you know it seemed like by week four it looked like the Lions were the clear favourites in that division. Um, you begin to tighten up now, and you start to question um, just about everything about yourself um, and things that you took for granted. Suddenly, you, you can no longer do so, and you start to question yourself. So we are in a position where we need to take advantage of that call because this is a free hit for us. Nobody expected us to make the playoffs. Everybody expected the Lions to make the playoffs after the start they had. So this, I think, will help us um, 
and and I think we can continue that by really getting after golfer really. Yeah, and I do think, you know, to go up against Ben Johnson, I think will be a good test of Vance Joseph and this defense. I do think he is a good mind. Um, I, I think he, like you said, there's certain things with Jared Goff. You, they've done a great job rehabilitating him, but, you know, he, that is a weakness with the Blitz. It always has been. Uh, and no matter how gifted a, a coach is, I, I don't, you know, you can only scheme around things so much. Uh, in relation to PJ Locke, Stuart, I really hope he is back um, because uh, the Kareem Jackson met with the commissioner. And I don't know, Stuart, if you saw uh, Kareem's comments afterwards, uh, but he doesn't believe that there's any issue in anything he's doing. He believes he's being singled out um, for by, by the league uh, for attention. And he intends to continue to play as he has since he entered the league. Um, now, yeah, that, 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 uh, that, that should work a tree, Colin. I imagine that'll go exactly how Kareem plans. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud. Fuel innovation with responsible AI and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't believe he's right. I've talked about that. I think when you know, once again, when you've over three hundred and fifty people um, that have been diagnosed with CTE, and that's the, I believe, the tip of the iceberg. Um, the game is changing. You might not like it. You might not agree with it. Uh, you you might want to rail against it. But the powers that be that are the powers that be. And when you publicly state that you're going to continue to play in a certain way and that you don't agree with the, the commissioner, um, Roger Cadell has shown that he doesn't particularly care um, about people not liking him. In, indeed, he embraces the booze during uh, the draft process. Uh, so he, he ultimately is the one who holds the power in this. So... Um, I don't know if this is the right way to to challenge the the system, and it wouldn't fill me with a great deal of confidence that uh, you know uh, Kareem isn't going to launch himself w- once again, and what that might mean in terms of um, you know him getting ejected, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that that was a concern, um, cer- certainly when I I saw the the comments. I can't say I'm surprised. I don't think Goodell, you know, to uh, to quote. Um, Maggie Thatcher, the lady's not for turning, and I believe that uh, one could equally apply that to Roger Goodell. Well, this has been the most insane season of NFL betting, Colin, and I, I'd say this is somebody who's thankfully not lost a huge amount of money, but has certainly not won any money. This is so far this se- this is the earliest season I have not won a single week in the NFL. However, Colin, I will tell you this: this is this has put the house on territory. If Kareem Jackson gets back into the Broncos starting lineup after the comments that he has made during this week, I guarantee you that Kareem Jackson will not finish that game. I guarantee it. That is the most surefire bet of, of, of the 2023 NFL season because you cannot say stuff like that after me. It's like, yeah, oh, I don't believe that, that homework is justified and I'm not going to do homework anymore, said the teenager to his headmaster or headmistress. And she goes, that's fine, great you're suspended again. Like, how, how, how does Kareem see this playing out? This is just nonsense. 
don't know. I mean, wow. So yeah, if he does get back in, say light candles, the PJ Lock will be back because the Queens inserts it back into the starting lineup. He is not finishing that game against the Lions. No chance. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 as somebody, if I didn't have uh, bad luck, I'd have no luck. So I don't uh, bet, but uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't start I, this year. <laughs> so, look, trust me, this is not the year to start. I, I think uh, I could definitely see uh, what you are are saying in in that one. Um, I, I, I think you know if we obviously get a win in this one, it will set us up. I think for a real, real push, it be it becomes a little bit trickier um, if if it doesn't happen. Last week I talked about my my concern. I suppose was the AFC South teams, but um, the Texans laid an egg against the the Jets, and obviously we have seen uh, Stroud go into the the concussion protocol, uh, having lost their t- top two wide receivers. I, I don't think they have. Uh, they they certainly against the Jets uh, didn't didn't look. Um, fantastic. Now there are, I suppose, uh, pl- plenty of, of other games uh, for them. Um, but the Titans, uh, who you know, I didn't expect to to do a whole lot against the the Dolphins, all of a sudden look frisky. So it makes, I suppose, that it much more difficult for uh, the, the Texans. But yeah, you mentioned earlier the Browns, led by Joe Flacco, uh, is uh, one. Um, no, we we will ha- have to see, and you'd have to say for the the Browns run in, Stuart. It's the Bears um, at home, then they're on the road to the Texans, then they're at home to the Jets, and then they're um, on the road to the Bengals. Um, and the Bengals have done very well with Jake Brown in as backup QB. He, I think, he's been immensely Im- impressive. Uh, does you know does hasn't turned over the ball. The the turnovers, I believe, two of them have been off. Um, uh, t- like uh, tip passes uh, when it when it has happened, um, so he just doesn't just doesn't turn it over. So uh, it will it'll still be tough, but a win this weekend in a game that yeah, if we in week six if we looked at this uh, for both of these teams, I think it would have been like oh, uh, what, you know what what could th- how bad could this be? But it, it's a testament to uh, I think the. The effort that um, the coaching staff and the players themselves have put it into turning this season around. Uh, one final thing for me, Stuart, and uh, I'll, I'll go to you then if there's anything you want to add. But one little nugget that I just thought was interesting to note, and we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast previously, uh, the QB Collective, um, who uh, you know have had this kind of war against Sean Payton. Uh, you know, particularly, um, but it's been, I think, simmered before, but particularly, obviously, since his comments on Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, well, the QB Collective from that account, from the QB Collective account on Twitter, have deleted all of their tweets and all of their retweets about Sean Payton from the entirety of the season. Uh, so uh, that I, th- I just thought that was uh, interesting that they had chosen to to do that. I don't know if that's off the back of discussions that happened. I don't know if that's off the back of results. Just something that I thought was uh, worthy uh, of note. I don't know if there's anything you wish to, to end before we wrap up. Yeah, I, I did notice that comment. I did also notice some sort of uh, vocal Broncos um, presences on Twitter saying they kept receipts and as soon as said 
vocal Broncos um, presences on social media say they kept receipts. It usually falls apart like a house of cards. Um, so yeah, that I, that was interesting, Colin. I mean, I, I I don't know. I like you'd wonder. It seems like a, like John Payton and the Broncos by extension have done very well in recent weeks, but you know we're still not there. So I would have probably would have waited until the end of the season because you know the Niners in particular look to me like the best team in the NFL currently. So. Um, but we'll see. Now, one of the other things, Colin, I, I just was just having a look at earlier on was, um, so basically at the moment, it, it, the Steelers, you'd imagine now that Pickett uh, has sort of fallen apart um, and it is out for the foreseeable. I, I think the Steelers look like they, they, their race might be run. The team that we need to sort of, I think, to kind of keep an eye on, Colin, uh, are the Colts, who are an interesting team and a very talented team, Colin. And I think the quarterback was the situation that kind of, you know, had them in flux, but you know they're they're getting wins. They've got a lot of talents. They've got a good defense. They're, their run game stalled a little bit, but Taylor should be back, I think, soon. They're a team that's interesting. They are playing the Steelers um, uh, this weekend, Colin. I think that has huge implications for the Broncos. Um, and then they, they play the Texans at home in the last game of the season. So that could be again. These are games that. It's great, Colin, that we're now in a position where we have to start looking at other teams um, to see, you know, if a, if, a, if a win or a loss will affect our playoff position as opposed to looking at other teams to see if a win or a loss will affect our draft position, which is kind of what we've been reduced to over the last few years. Then, of course, the Broncos would proceed to, to trade away uh, every draft pick we had for the next five seasons, it seemed like. Um, so, yeah, so that's an interesting one. And I think, obviously, as we said, the, the AFC North column seems to be it seems to be the, uh, the the division this year because you've got the Ravens here two games clear and and you know I know they the Ravens have a habit of making games a little bit more interesting than they probably should do they're the number one seed in the AFC at the moment and that, you'd expect them to, to to hold on to that then you've got the Browns the Steelers and the Bengals column all of whom have winning records and all of whom are in that playoff mix with us um, but the good thing is Colin that they they do play each other or they play say for example the likes of the Colts like the the Bengals are playing the Browns on the last day of the season. Uh, the Bengals have to play in Pittsburgh. So, you know, there are lots of games that, that can, you know, the result of which can help us or can hurt us depending on the situation going into that particular week. But um, so I, I do think, Colin, obviously, I, as I said, we beat the Lions in Detroit on Saturday night. As far as I'm concerned, we are in the playoffs. And um, if we lose it, it will make it much more difficult and it will make it uh, very interesting. But not all hope is lost because you'd expect us to win those other games. Um, unless, you know, just brought, what's his name? Zapp. I don't even know what his name is. The quarterback for the Patriots. Haley Zappi. Yeah. Jesus wept. That sounds like a made up name. Um, uh, you know, we're not, we were not losing to Bailey Zappi despite Bill Belichick's still incredible defensive mind. And um, so I'd expect us to win those other four games, Colin. Um, but I, I do think this is, you know, seems like we say this every other couple of weeks on, but I do think this is this is the game of the season so far for us. Um, it's prime time. It's on Saturday night. Um, it's on your birthday, goddammit. And uh, this is this is a big one. And I think it's great to um, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be one to really look forward to, Colin. And I think uh, I I think the Broncos will perform. I do. I think they were. I think. They were a little bit unlucky, Colin. You touched on it earlier on. I think they they adjusted too late to the Texans and Stroud, um, and I expect us to to go in there, um, and I expect us to start throwing punches early, um, and, and I think we're going to beat the Lions. I do. I didn't think that 
three or four weeks ago, but I do. I think we're going to beat the Lions um, because I think our strengths match up well with their weaknesses and I think we can exploit them. So I expect us to win this game. I I hope um, that will be the case. I believe the Broncos, I'm going to say they, they, they can and will, uh, but I, I do think this is... Um, Probably because we, when we played the Bills, they, they were struggling and Josh Allen was really um, yet to put the, the team on his back. And um, we know that the Chiefs have uh, struggled uh, on offense. And uh, that was uh, great to, to see the um, the explosion of, um, you know, unjustified anger at the end I of that so game. I felt so sorry for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> He's he never, they, 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 the Chiefs, they just can't seem to catch a break ever. You know, it's they don't get any of those calls at any stage. I can't remember a single time the Chiefs were bailed out by the refs in a key moment, in a key game. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it always goes against them. Um, but to me, Stuart, I suppose this is the best offense I think we will have played uh, since the Dolphins game. Um, I, but just with the way, because for, since then, uh, Bears, Jets, Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Vikings... Browns, Texans, Chargers. Um, not not a murderer's row, uh, I believe. Um, you know, uh, so I think this will be a big test. But I do think the Broncos can pass it, and I think that would really aid, uh, obviously, the the playoff push. Uh, Stuart and I will be back uh, next week in the run up to Christmas to discuss the aftermath and to to look ahead to that uh krill it's a christmas day game here it's technically a, a christmas eve game in the the states but it is on in the early hours of christmas morning here on this little island so we'll be back to preview the patriots game uh, in the interim if you do enjoy the podcast please do rate review and subscribe you can find stuart on twitter at purpleheartTC. i'm across social media at column from cork and all that remains to be said is go broncos Happy birthday in advance and go progress.